Monday, Chaf Bet Kislev, Taf Shin, Ayin Dalit, coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Kluge with their classic Yo-Ya, the Hakat Kaveret here on the Israel Show. Welcome. Thank you very much for joining us, making us a part of your day. We are here every Monday immediately following JM in the AM, 9 AM Eastern Time, 4 PM Israel Time on the Israel Show. Later on during the show, we have a great new Mate Yir Milim segment. You will love it, I believe, I hope. And um, we're going to analyze the um, interview that Naftali Bennett gave to um, Christian Amanpour of CNN. It was a very good interview. He did a great job. He knows how to handle the media. His English is great, and he also understands how to get his message across, and we will analyze that. And we'll get back to the music soon, but I wanted to share with you something that I came across this week. Shimon Peres, President of Israel who is now um, over the age of 90. He um, loves using modern technology. I don't know how much of it he uses himself, how much his aides um, sort of do it for him, but he loves using modern technology, which is great, getting the message of Israel across through Twitter and Facebook and so forth. He's done some very cool things. And he has on his uh, Facebook page a place that people can post questions. People from all over the world can post questions, and then he records a video answer. And uh, last week, there was a question that came in from Jordan, and I think Shimon Peres was thrilled that he was getting a question from Jordan, from Hisham Abu Kalam in Amman. And he asked Shimon Peres, what do you think the Middle East will look like in 50 years from now, the year 2063? Now, you got to remember that 20 years ago, Shimon Peres was the architect of the Oslo Agreement. And although almost everybody will admit that that agreement hasn't gone very well, Shimon Peres still believes that that was the right way to go and that was a good agreement. And so I don't know how much we should trust Shimon Peres's crystal ball about what will be in the next 50 years, but the shocking thing to me was that He's still saying the same stuff, the same formulas that he's been saying for the last 20 or 30 years. Here it is. Here is Shimon Peres' answer off of his Facebook page of what the Middle East will look like in another 50 years. Dear Sham, it will be a new world created by the young people based on science without war, based on values without poverty. It will be long to people that will work hard, dream much, and try to help each other. I think the age of war is over, the age of science began, and that will really color the future. Wow. It'll be a new world, which is what he said. Well, 20, 30 years ago, he said it would be a new Middle East, not a new world. Now it's going to be a new world, and that world is going to be based on science without war, values without poverty. Then he says, the age of war is over and the age of science has begun. Now, I don't know how often he opens the papers, sees what's going on in Egypt, in Syria, in Iran. I'm not, I'm not really sure. Does he understand what's happening in the Arab, quote unquote, spring or what in Israel they call the dark Arab winter, the Islamic revolutions taking uh, charge all over the uh, world, Muslim extremism. It's amazing. It's amazing. The man, uh, I guess we give him uh, credit for consistency. 
Sagiv Cohen, Ech Zeshekochav Nolad, a cover of a very classic Israeli song. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
back by popular dance, Sagiv Kohen with Erzesh Shekochav Nolad, his cover of that Israeli classic. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. We are sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh, organization that helps potential olim with many, many resources, both in the employment area, assistant with government absorption, community-based guidance and support, and, of course, need-based financial aid. And they make each individual's aliyah as successful as possible. They have done an amazing job. Their charter flights, you probably uh, heard about them. And if you haven't, and if you have, go to their website, nbn, nefesh bin nefesh, nbn.org.il. You can see the video recordings of the arrivals of their charter flights. These are specially commissioned El Al flights, where the entire plane is reserved for Olim. And as they're traveling from the United States to Israel, lots of the documents, the official paperwork, all the bureaucracy is handled for them on the plane, so they don't have to deal with it when they arrive in Israel. And after the ceremony, the arrival ceremony, which in itself is amazing and moving and emotional, they can make their way to their new home. Go on their website, take a look, get information about Aliyah, and be inspired, that's for sure. Nefesh Benefesh has made Aliyah an in-thing for Jews in America. And we, The Israel Show, we are proud to be sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh, revolutionizing Aliyah. Well, talking about Aliyah, people, uh, many people uh, in the past have said, ah, I can't make Aliyah, the economic situation. Well, I'll tell you something, the economic situ- situation in Israel, I believe, is better uh, than the economic situation in America. The economy of Israel is so strong, it, it, it is unbelievable. It is miraculous. It is miraculous, and... Uh, Here's a story that came out this morning. Apple, Apple confirms the acquisition of another Israeli startup. This one is called PrimeSense, and it specializes in 3D motion sensing technology. Apple is buying it for $345 million. Not billion, but million. $345 million. PrimeSense, according to the jpost.com, PrimeSense first made headlines after its 3D motion sensing camera was used for Microsoft's kinetic gaming system. Get this now, get this. It was founded in Tel Aviv by a team of 20-something, meaning 20-year-old, gaming enthusiasts who gained extensive technological know-how through their service at an elite military intelligence unit. That's one of the... uh, Ideas of the um, of Israel's uh, great growth that uh, so much of that comes as a result of Israel's military that the young men and women serving in the military gain a lot of um, technological know-how and um, smarts and then take it with them into civilian life. Startup Nation, the book Startup Nation, really makes that case. Great book. You can uh, take a look at it. So yes, good for Israel, good for the Jewish people, and good for the 20-year-olds now going to figure out what they want to do with the rest of their lives, that they uh, 
uh, splitting $345 million from Apple. Uh, the Parvarim, here's another classic. The Parvarim, going back many years. Lech Lech Lamidbar. Thank you so much for tuning in, making us a part of your day. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. That was a cry back in the day. Ben Gurion tried to get people to settle in the Negev. Wasn't that successful? I think today may be a little more successful. In the meantime, the Bedouins have taken over half of the Negev. Another problem that Israel is facing. So, um, Naftali Bennett, economic minister of the State of Israel, leader of the Bait Yehudi party, what used to be the Mizrahi, the Maftal, was here in the United States for a uh, multi-purpose visit. Amongst other things, he was at the Steyrot dinner, the Yeshivat Hezder of Steyrot. Our greetings go out to them and our congratulations are on a beautiful dinner. And he gave, granted numerous interviews and one of them was with CNN and our longtime friend, quote-unquote, Christian Amanpour. We're going to try and unpack it for you. We'll do some of it now. We'll take a break with a song and go back to it a little later. Here's how she starts. This is how she is uh, introducing Naftali Bennett. Israel's Minister of Economy and the leader of the hawkish Jewish Home Party, Naftali Bennett. So she starts off already by giving him, uh, um, branding him with a label, the hawkish party. Hawkish means 
usually people that want war, the opposite of doves, people that want peace. Of course, that's just a ridiculous label because Naftali Bennett surely doesn't want war. But it starts off by painting him as like this radical. And then she continues in, uh, in her first question to Naftali Bennett. This is how she phrases it. You are being described, or I'm going to describe you, as Mr. No. You do not want a deal that's uh, under proposal right now to be struck, nor do you want the United States or Europe or the UN to lift or ease any sanctions. Do you think you're actually going to succeed in this lobbying effort? I love how she starts with, you are being called Mr. No. Then she corrects herself, I'm calling you Mr. No. Yet again, painting him with this label of... A, a radical, uh, someone who doesn't want peace, someone who doesn't want agreements. Mr. No. Mr. No? Really? I wonder if she would ask Abu Abbas, the head of the Palestinian Authority, the same kind of question. Would she label him Mr. No because he has said no to so many Israeli proposals? I kind of doubt it. Anyway, Naftali Bennett responds pretty well. He's not Mr. No. It's uh, quite the contrary. We actually want a deal. We just want the right deal. And the right deal is a deal that dismantles the nuclear uh, weapon production machine. That's right. Israel wants a deal with Iran. It wants the right one. They want a deal that is going to protect Israel. They want a deal that is going to dismantle Iran from nuclear weapons. The deal that they've made, almost everybody agrees by now, takes into account, it, it assumes that Iran will have a nuclear weapon, which is a frightening thought to any of us, all of us, I'm sure. And it is amazing that the President of the United States is getting away with this. Um, as American citizens, we can protest. We can call the White House, write to the White House, and tell them we are against this deal, because it is a deal that threatens the security of the state of Israel and our brothers and sisters in Israel. And by the way, in Israel itself, there is almost a wall-to-wall consensus that this is a bad deal. Yet again, the West does not stand up to tyranny. The West does not stand up to dictatorships. I don't know if the West is being naive or purposely naive. Not really sure. I don't know which is worse, but the result is the same. We'll get back to the rest of the Naftali uh, Bennett interview, the great part of it towards the end, where he really confronts Christian Amanpour's labels. We'll bring that to you a little later in the show. Here's something from Gidi Gov, Imivaled Liyeled, a great number. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Vizman, <laughs> 
Really cool one here on the Israel Show. We're unpacking, as they say, the Naftali Bennett CNN interview. We've also posted the link to the interview and to the song and the Shimon Paris Facebook page and other songs that we've played this morning and other articles that we're referencing. We've posted them all on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Israel Show. We appreciate... Um, your participation on the Facebook page. We have 163 likes. Next goal, 170. That's our next goal. So please, take a look and give us a like. And encourage your friends to do the same. Facebook.com slash The Israel Show. And as we say, we're unpacking the Naftali Bennett interview and first part of the interview dealt with the Iran nuclear threat and the United States negotiations. Our friend and listener Saul Lieberman, who lives in Efrat in Israel, posted the following on his Facebook page. I thought it was cute and true. Israel, quote unquote, surprises the U.S. with plans for new homes to be built over the Green Line. And the world is coming to an end. On the other hand, the U.S. surprises Israel with secret negotiations and 
an Iran agreement that really could lead to the world coming to an end. And hey, it's time for Thanksgiving. Absolutely. So Christian Amanpour of CNN poses the following question to Naftali Bennett. You, you have lashed out against the Israeli negotiator Zippy Livni, and uh, again, you have said that you don't ever think a peace deal will happen. But I wonder whether you think it was wise of your colleague, the housing minister, to announce this massive new building in the uh, occupied West Bank. Even the prime minister didn't know about it and was pretty angry about it. Right. Now, notice how she says, you lashed out at uh, negotiator Zippy Livni. Again, using words that paint Naftali Bennett as a radical. Would she say that to uh, others who lashed out at Naftali Bennett or at Prime Minister Netanyahu? I doubt it. But the key here is that she used the phrase, the occupied West Bank. And that's a phrase that, unfortunately, everybody uses. And words count. And we don't protest enough. Words count. They seep in. We repeat these phrases over and over again. Occupied territories or giving back land. I always tell people, don't say giving back land, say giving away land. Because you can't give back something to somebody who never had it in the first place. And if you know the history of Yehudah and Shemron, you'll know that in modern history, nobody had it. Officially, nobody had sovereignty over it. So you can't give it back to anybody. You can give it away, but you can't give it back to anyone. Anyway, Naftali Bennett rightfully is trying to call out Christiane Amanpour over her use of the phrase occupied territories. She protests. She doesn't want him to get that out. She doesn't want him to say it's not occupied territories. Though she protests, but he's good, and he perseveres. Listen. This coin, which says in Hebrew, Freedom of Zion, was uh, used by Jews 2,000 years ago in the state of Israel in what you call occupied. One cannot occupy his own home. Now, to your question. Okay, that was the wrong cut, and for whatever reason, I don't have the right cut here. That was the second part of his answer. The first part was his trying to get that part in. And he tells Christian Amanpour that, she uses the term occupied, and she says, well, it's an internationally used term. And he says, well, that's true, but I don't recognize that term. And then he pulls out that coin, a coin that was dug up from Yerushalayim. We often speak about how the archaeological excavations are one of, one of the deeds, D-E-E-D, one of the deeds that we have to Yerushalayim and Eretz Israel, because we see that we... We were there before. We were there 2,000 and 3,000 years ago, 2,800 years ago. There's evidence that keeps coming out of the ground, witnesses that keep testifying to the fact that the Jewish people were here. And so Naftali Bennett takes out that coin and says, you cannot occupy your own home. How right, how true. And that's the point that we need to keep saying. Even if at some point the state of Israel, the majority of people in Israel decide that they want to give away part of Yehudan Shamron, we still need to remember that this is our homeland. And if we need to compromise on our homeland, we do so with great pain, but with maybe a greater goal in mind. But let us not forget that it's our homeland.
that it's not occupied, that it's not someone else's. And that's why Naftali Bennett says to her, you can use a different word like disputed territories, which is what it is. It's disputed. I don't know if it's occupied. And here's the end of his answer. We'll just bring it to you to complete this part of the interview. Naftali Bennett on CNN. You know, Israel, beyond the Green Line, there's 700,000 Israelis. There's vast cities, and they need to live. And, and we've always said that we will continue to serve this population. However, uh, the building of communities there is not a hindrance to, to peace. You know, only 7% of the entire West Bank or Judean Samaria is built today. 93% is open, so no one's stopping peace. If the Palestinians want peace, they have to do one simple thing. Recognize Israel as the Jewish homeland. That's all. But if they don't do that, if they don't recognize Israel as the Jewish homeland, they can't expect peace. How many people know that? How many people know that 93% of Yehudan Shurumron is not built, is areas that can still be built up when they uh, criticize Israel's construction of homes for Jews in Yehudan Shamron. How many people know that? We posted the link, as we said, posted the link of the Naftali Bennett interview on our Facebook page. Please uh, take a look at it there, facebook.com slash The Israel Show. Here is, as we're getting closer to Hanukkah, Shoshana Damari with Or on The Israel Show, the Nachum Siegel Network. Shoshana Damari with the classic R as we approach the Chag Ha'urim. Well, we come to yet another Meir Milim segment. This is a good one. I hope you enjoy it as much as uh, I enjoyed uh, preparing it. I hope you enjoy listening to it. Our Meir Milim segments, we shed light on a word or a phrase in the Hebrew language. These segments are inspired by the Galei Sahal radio segments of Dr. Avshalom Kor. 
and are informed by the teachings of Dr. Lior Gottlieb. Here is this week's installment of Meir Milim. This week's Meir Milim, we'll take a look at the word bara. Well, you'll say, I know that word, Bereshit bara Elohim. No, no, not that bara, a different bara. There's a different bara? Yes, there is. And you already know it. Here comes our word. We say it every week on Shabbat morning. That's the first half of the Pasuk. And as we've mentioned many times, the second half of the Pasuk is a parallel. The words in the second half mirror the words in the first half. Pikudei Hashem Yisharim, God's laws are just, are straight, are honest. Misamchei Lev, God's laws make the heart happy. And now the parallel. Mitzvat Hashem, parallel to Pikudei Hashem. Mitzvat Hashem Bara, God's mitzvot, God's commandments are Bara. Mi'irat Enayim, parallel to Misamchei Lev. Mi'irat Enayim, the mitzvot make the eyes light up. So the first hint is that bara, bet resh hey, is parallel to yashar, just, straight, honest. And so it comes as no surprise that the general meaning of bara is pure, clean. We can see that something pure and clean is often shiny, radiant. So the mitzvot are bara. Who else is bara? In Shir HaShirim it says, Wait a second, does it really say that in Shir HaShirim? Yep, that's right. Shein Vidilavune was ripped straight out of a Pasuk from the Megillah. <laughs> Describing the beautiful maiden, Shir Hashirim says she is Yafa Kalivana, beautiful like the moon, the Levana, as in Kiddush Levana. Yes, Shein Vidalavuna, Yafa Kalivana. And the part that we really care about here, Bara Kachama, the sun shines and gives a strong, pure, unadulterated light. Bara, kachama, pure, clean, radiant. And so if the feminine is bara, then the masculine must be, yep, bar. No, barifeli is still feminine, but that's a whole different bar. In Tehillim is Morchof Dalid, we ask, who merits to go up to the mountain of God? Neki chapayim, person whose hands are clean. Neki chapayim, kafayad, an honest person. Uvar levav, a person whose heart is bar, is pure. Bara, pure, clean, in the feminine. Mitzvah Hashem bara. Bar, in masculine. Neki chapayim, 
uvar levav. And let's expand just a bit. You have a pile of stuff. You need to sort out the junk to the garbage. The good stuff, got to go to the cleaners. The act of separating the good stuff from the bad and thereby creating a clean batch is called borer. One of the melachot prohibited on Shabbat. Borer is the act of making something bar, clean, pure. And when the Chafetz Chaim wanted his teachings to be clear and clean, he called it Mishnah Brura, clear and understood. The word for soap in modern Hebrew is sabon. But an earlier suggestion that didn't end up making it past the cutting room floor was Borit, based on a pasuk in Yirmiyahu. God is telling the children of Israel that no matter how much soap they use, how much they try to clean themselves off, they will still be left with the stains of guilt. Ki im baneter v'tarbilach borit. If you clean yourself with natron, neter. Look it up. English stole it from the Hebrew. V'tarbilach borit. And you use tons of borit, of lye, which is a type of chemical used for soap. Still, you can't wash off the filth of your bad ways. So, bar and bara are clean and pure, and borit is something that makes you clean and pure. And in modern Hebrew, borerut is an arbitration, trying to sift out the correct from the incorrect. And the borer is the judge, the arbitrator, who sits at the head. Well, I think now that's clear. Bara and bar mean pure, clean, radiant. From there... Separating things into piles of clean or good and not good stuff is borer. And the chemical, lye, L-Y-E, used to clean things is called borit. And that's this week's installment of the Meir Milim segment. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Tot olam in ha'am midbar Geti mota shan And that one is called Shir Knisa La Chupa. I guess you could also call it Libavtini here on the Israel Show. And um, we have a big birthday wish going out to Maima, my mother, celebrating her birthday later this week on the first night of Hanukkah, Yom Huledet Sameach, to her from myself and from all of us here at the Israel Show.
Wow, beautiful. Achinoam Nini with a Philharmonic Orchestra covering the Israeli classic Yesh Eisham. We're going to close out with a brand new, just released yesterday, Ma'oz Tzor, composed by Yochai Ben-Avi and sung by Ayelet Hashachar. We'll close out with that. Not before. We thank you so much for listening. Thanks for all your Facebook likes and comments. Thanks to our sponsor, Nefesh Binefesh. Visit their Facebook page, NBN, Nefesh Benefesh, nbn.org.il. And thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network. And my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Tech Talk is next. I believe uh, Arya Lightstone is in for Michael Fragan. Stay tuned for that. And after that, Nachum Siegel Network, all day with a great Music Monday mix. Please remember that Jonathan Pollard has spent over 28 years in prison. Think of him during your day and week. Wishing you all a happy Hanukkah. We'll meet again next Monday following Jamie and Dame. Until then, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race. Thank 
כמעט שעברתי. קץ בבל זרו בבל, לקץ שבעים נושעתי. Thank <laughs> you. 